0: every single day but certainly semi-regularly people come to myself, you know, work here at the school or, you know, in a youth setting where people go, how do you know? How do you know what God wants you to do? Uh, and, you know, like, what do you do about that? And so we've been trying to do, we have been trying to answer that a little bit over the last few weeks. Uh, Andy Colby was the first guy I got up and then uh, Alina last week, uh, I wasn't here but I got to listen to it, I, I listened to it online, um, that's a little plug for online. If you ever are ever away, we try and we try and put most of our talks online. We'll try and put them all online. Sometimes they don't all get up, but uh, we, yeah, we certainly try and try and get them up. So first week, um, yeah, Andy spoke, and then last week we sort of um, Alina followed it up. And, and there's a few things, I guess, just to recap. If you weren't here and this is your first one, I'll try and catch, catch you up in about three and a half nanoseconds. All right, so this is a really fast version, but. Basically, what we're talking about is the different, the different ways God gets His message across to us. And probably the biggest thing, the, the, the biggest thing we've got to realise is that God probably wants us to know His will more then we want to know it ourselves, all right? So, you know, quite often it's just like, oh, I don't know what God wants me to do and why won't he tell us and, you know, how do you find out and all those sort of questions, particularly if you're in sort of some sort of major moment in your life, whether it's a new job or you're moving house or you're, you know, moving locations to a new town or, you know, there's education, job opportunities, new universities if you're in high school or whatever, or jobs or whatever you do. Um, often we're in these places where it's like, I don't know, what does God want me to do? What should I do? Should I turn left? Should I turn right? All that sort of stuff. But the big thing to remember is, God wants us to know more than we want to know ourselves. God is, God, God is trying to get the message across to us. And if I, think I'm being, if I think I'm being fair to God, my guess is God's not the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to us not hearing about it, it's probably not God's problem. It's probably, it may be more of a reflection on us than it is on God when we, when we can't quite get that sorted. Alina um, talked last week about the providential will of God, really basic. That's what, that's a sort of, this is a sort of providential, we, we describe it, and that's just a whatever term. Uh, but it's what God's going to do anyway. Doesn't matter how much you pray for it, doesn't matter what you think, God's going to do it in any case. Like the sun's going to come up tomorrow type stuff. All right, you can pray, you can have something really bad happening tomorrow and you're really dreading it and you don't want to face it. You can pray, you can pray all night. The sun's still going to come up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So this is the sort of stuff that, that's just going to happen. God has put stuff in place. You know, Jesus came to this world to, you know, and died on a cross for our sins. That happened. No matter who's going to, that's just going to happen. Providential will of God. There are some things that are just going to happen. And if we can understand some of those things, then it may help us go, well, you know what, I just can't change that. No matter what happens, we're not going to be able to change that. How am I going to to deal with that? Not trying to actually go, I want to avoid it, I want to change it, I want to try and make it not happen, or whatever the case might be. So the first one, um, the providential will of God. The second is the moral will. So the moral will is more like, you know what, in the Bible, God has already given us a whole heap of stuff. Like, He's given us the things like the Ten Commandments, you know, have no other gods before me, um, no graven images, you know, Sabbath days, rest don't kill people, don't do adultery, don't steal, don't... Like, we already know that. And if we, are, um, if we are thinking about doing something like that, is that God's will? You already know that, right? Like, you already know that if there's 50 bucks on the ground and you, know, and you saw it fall out of that person's, like, integrity says, you should give it back. Like, um, you already know that. There's so many things in the Bible, and if and if we're being really honest with ourselves, and this is where before, when, right from the start, when I said, often I think the problem's with us, not God, when it's trying to, when we're trying to understand what He wants us to do. If we're being honest with ourselves, we already know there are many things, not everything, but there are many things that we already know. And if we're being honest, um, we we could we we could work that out without having to go. Oh, should I do this or should I not? Should I make a, you know, a bit of a shady transaction or a business deal or should I be honest and have integrity? You already know that. Just saying. Alright, so that's um, uh, providential, uh, moral. And then the second one was the personal. This is where it gets a bit hard. The personal will of God. And Alina talked about this last week, like I said, just a real quick catch up. The personal will of God. What does God want for me? Or does He really care? Um, you know, should I take that job? Should I study this subject or that subject when I get to Year 12 so that when I get to uni, should I study this subject or should I do that? Should I, this career path or that career? All those questions. Is that better for my family? Is that better for me? Is that, or that's what friends, what, you know, who should I date? All this, is that, like, does God care about that? Is this something that we can pray about? Or is it like God goes, well, I've given you wisdom, you just, and I've had people explain, you know, I've given you wisdom and we get to choose our own path. Or is God a little bit more specific? And Elena last week, which I thought she said it really well, when she said, um, God wants all of us. And quite often, and I think this is where my problem, and probably our problem lies, is quite often we actually, we actually use what God is trying to tell us as a consideration as an option. All right, here's, here's my three options and, and God comes in and says, oh, I've got, you know, and we ask God, should I do A, B or C? What should I do? A, B or C? And God comes along and says, how about H or something completely off the, you know, completely off the Richter scale, you know, completely away from me. And we're like, oh, thanks for letting me know, but I don't like that. I'll just try A, B or C. And quite often it's like our consider- we consider God's will. God doesn't tell us. And, and it's like God doesn't reveal His will for our consideration. He reveals it for our participation. When we are ready to go absolutely, 100%, I mean, no matter what, and that's scary, right? Even saying that, I get goosebumps myself because, like, you think in times in your life where you go, am I really prepared to say that? Am I really prepared to go, <sighs> I'll change the directions in my life or I'll do something completely different? I'm not saying he'll ask you that. Who knows what he'll ask? But am I prepared to fully submit to God? Am I prepared to give all of my life to God? Am I prepared to go, God, I will... I will, you know, looking at our high school students at the back there. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. I'll study whatever I want you, you want me to study, or I'll do at uni whatever you want me to do. I was like, oh, that's the rest of my life I have to deal with that. That's a long time if I get, you know, like if God gives me something really boring and something I don't like, like that's a long time. Or, or hang on, wait for this. What about praying for your partner if you're not married? Like, God, I'm going to leave that to you. Like, heck no. <laughs> like, you know, what if someone's like, 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 all right, like. What if he's ugly? You know what I'm saying? Like, so quite often we like we we try and hang on to this. Like we like we like we'll we'll give you you know we'll give you a, an opportunity to to suggest, but I don't want to like have to take it on holy. But I think there's an important part if we can be in that place where God where it was, where we are ready to say God whatever, and it's a tough place. That's that's not easy. I want to recognise that. So let's say. Let's say everyone in this room is in that place, all right? I'm not in that place, I'll be real honest. I'm not, I don't, there's even just a few weeks ago, I remember just saying that there was was an issue that I had and I'm just like, God, I don't even really want to talk to you about that because I fear that if I talk to you, then I'm going to have to go down that road of giving that to you. So I best just leave, we'll just go silent on this one for a while, hey? Let's just deal with it with a bit of silence. And it's just like God was hammering me on it and it was like, and I prayed about it and Actually, we ended up alright, so that was pretty good. Like, I was like, whoo, lucky. But, but let's say we're all in that place where, where we've really given our 100% to God and that's a daily thing and, and that's per, you know, no one's perfect and I want to make sure that I understand that that, that definitely doesn't happen to me either. But, but let's say we're trying to be there, we're trying to be in a place, we're trying to understand what God's moral will is, His providential will, His personal will, we're trying to give everything to God. We still have a problem. The problem is Where do we say, where do we find where it says, and I'm going to pick on our, maybe our Year 12s, there's a couple of Year 12s here, I'm going to pick on like it because that's just a place in life where it's like left or right or whatever you want to do and a few uni students are in the same place finishing up colleges and unis and stuff and career paths and different things. But where in the Bible does it say choose chemistry not biology or you know "Go go to UQ not Sunshine Coast or you know, like, where in the Bible does it say that? Clearly it doesn't, obviously. So how do we know? Where can we get that sort of information? Because, like, let's be honest, choosing different career paths can send you on a, you know, in totally different directions. And, and, like, what does God want for that? So how do we find that out? How do we, how do we get to that place um, where, where we can work out? Like, I'll go back to our Year 12s. Alina, who preached here last week, she actually came back and talked to our Year 12s just yesterday. Here at school, and she asked the question, "Who knows what they want to do? You don't want to go to uni, and if, you know the holy hands go up, get a job, tradie type stuff, maybe TAFE, more practical stuff. a Few hands went up. Who doesn't know? And there was a holy, not a holy, but there was certainly a few hands went up. You know, so, so we don't, we don't all know what the best option is in front of us. How do we get there? How do we find that out?" You know, it could be simple things like, you know, what house should I rent or should I buy? If I buy, where do I buy? What's the best finance? There's just so many things, you know, like, what car should I get? You know, should I buy a new car, you know, that doesn't break down so often or do I sort an older one that doesn't appreciate as much? But, you know, oh God, what do I do? It's just too hard. And, you know, you can go to the Bible and you can open up the Bible and where in the Bible does it talk about new donkeys, second-hand donkeys, you know, like which one breaks down? Like, it just doesn't do that. Like, you know, we can try and get these, like... Parallels in the Bible, but that Bible is like that's at least two, well, sort of two thousand years ago, give or take, since the last word was written from the Bible. Um, Like, how do you work that out? How do you how do you work out what this really is going? It's it's all nice and well, Neil. You can stand up and say, yeah, let's let's learn the will of God, and you know, let's pray about it, and like, but practically, real terms, how do we do that? And I don't really know, no, I hopefully we'd hope, like there are still some gaps, but like, hopefully we can, we can delve into a little bit of what the Scripture says and we can gain some insight that hopefully we can take away some principles and that's what I want to hopefully, hopefully end up today, the outcome of today, where we can go, hmm, yeah, that might be worth putting in place. That might just work. So, so to start with, I want to go to uh, Isaiah chapter 55. Uh, to, try and, to try and find some answers to this. Now, in Isaiah 55, Isaiah, the, Isaiah was a guy, he was a prophet, just to, just to give you a real quick background, he was a prophet who basically was trying to bring people back to God. God had a whole heap of people who uh, basically forgot about him, more or less, or, or, you know, and, he's, and he's trying to draw them back. He's trying to tell them how awesome God is and how they need to return to God. And in this particular chapter, he's sort of contrasting the difference between... The people and God. So Isaiah 55, it's up there on the screen, verse, uh, verse 8. Um, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares, declares the Lord. In verse 9, it says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In other words, what God is saying here, God is saying... There is a big difference between my wisdom and your wisdom. Politely saying, you're dumb nuts, really. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, can, you can come up with whatever logic you like. You can, like you, can, you can put man's wisdom, man's logic, intuition. You can put all that into play. We're not even in the same class. We're not in the same league. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth. Do you get the picture of what's going on here? There is a big difference. It's not just, it's not just I've got a little edge over you guys. You know, I've got just a, a few little smarts that you don't have. He says, we, this, is, this, is, this is big. This is astronomical. You have no idea, really. My ways... Are not your ways, my ways, are high, all that stuff. So, um, I guess when it comes down to us, um, when we try and make a decision, when we're trying to work out what God wants or what what's going to be best for us, uh, we we end up. I guess there's a few things that are involved in decision. I've got. I've, I think I've got these up on the screen. Here we go. So. A couple of factors that are involved in decision making are things that influence your decision. All right, so I'm not talking about you know should I buy a Ford or a Holden? That's pretty obvious. Okay, we go Ford every time. So, okay, but, <laughs> but, but some factors that are involved in, in general decisions. So let's say I'm trying to work out to buy a Ford and Holden. If by chance that was a difficult um, choice that we had to make, but the context. Okay, what is the context? And what I mean by context is what is going on around you. What is what is everyone else do? What where are we at? Our, our environment, and that can make a that can make a pretty uh, big impact. Or let's say, state of origin, right? Like, you know, if you live in Queensland and you're born in Queensland, it's sort of a pretty straightforward choice. But if you, you know what I'm saying, it, your context makes a difference to what you would like to choose. But the trouble with what our context is, for me, I've lived in one country, visited a couple, like, just for a few weeks out of the country, but pretty much I've lived the whole my whole life, the whole 41 years of it, um, I know, you thought I was much older than that, didn't you? Um, We've lived our whole life, I've lived my whole life in one country over just a very, very short period of time. What if we could tap into God's wisdom, which is universal over however many, countless number of years? Wouldn't that sort of a person to be around, wouldn't wouldn't that sort of a context help in some decision making? even if it's not talking about Fords and Holden's, even if it's something, but wouldn't that help? And then we go to perspective. Um, you know, what's your perspective or what is your um, desire? What do you want? You know, my wants are going to be different to, to your wants. Like what I want out of a situation is going to be different to what you want out of a situation. And I see my, my wants and my desires are, are pretty narrow and pretty focused, you know, pretty tunnel vision nearly. Whereas you might see something completely different. Again, what if we could tap into what God sees? Or or my perspective is, if this happens and I'm really nervous or really scared, I've got fear about what this outcome might be. What if we could tap into God? What if we could tap into what God's perspective is, not our own? You can see how all of a sudden, without talking too much at all, God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Like, my thoughts are very small. My perspective, my context is, is very minor. And the last one there is outcomes. Like, even what is, what is the outcome? What do we want out of all this? God may not want what you think you want. God might want something very different. You know, we think, oh, well, let's get a good job and let's make money so we can live a comfortable life. God goes, well, that's not, that's not my currency. You know, my currency might, how many people can you help along the way and who cares about the money? You know what I'm saying? Like, God's ways are not our ways. So I guess where I'm going with this is, is I guess to demonstrate that um, we need to look towards the Bible and we need to look at what God has already done and we have, a, we have a, pretty, a pretty hefty account of what God's done over the last 6,000 years or so and how he's operated in a whole heap of different scenarios. And yep, it's not... This is not stuff that's written in 2016, it doesn't talk about, you know, what happens at, at North Pine, at Dacherburn, at you know, in Queensland or whatever. But there's some, certainly some principles that we can use in the Bible that, uh, that we can begin to put to place in our, in our, in our lives. You think about this, if we, if we begin to read the Bible to try and understand who God is. Now, I don't know how, I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up, don't put your hands up. But if I said who reads the Bible every day, there might be—I don't know—we maybe probably get a third of you. Maybe if I said who, we you know, every week we probably get over half. Maybe. But for even even if you do or you don't read the Bible, when you do read the Bible, how do you read the Bible? What are you trying to get out of the Bible? Are you just like right, reading it for a nice story, or do you like read it for promises so you can sort of like um, I'll claim those promises? And this is what God said, so now He has to do it because I've like nailed Him down on this promise, and He has to come through with it. One way I suggest that when we read our Bible is we try and glean from that Bible what God is like. What what is his perspective on this humanity thing? What is his context? What outcomes does he... Who is this guy? In fact, what I try and do when I read the Bible, I give kids over here Bible studies all the time, and, and basically when we read the Bible, I try and ask them, when you read the Bible, ask this question. What does this passage... What does this little bit of that I just read tell me about the character of God? What does this tell me about who God is? What does it tell me about what His perspective, His context, His outcomes? What is this? And when we can do that, when we can start to get to know, we, can, we, can, we, we get to know who God is. We already know what He would sort of like to do and then we can easily put ourselves into that picture. And quite often when we're asking ourselves our question like, what does God want me to do? Well, what is He like? You know, that whole WWJD sort of thing, you know, on the, on the armband. What would Jesus do? Like, what would he do in this scenario? <clears throat> think about this. If I'm a Joshy, my boy, seven-year-old, if I'm a, like, six, seven-year-old, I've already started to work out what mum and dad are like, all right? You already know, like, as a little kid, if you can think back this far, some it's easier than others, but if you can think back when you were a little kid and, and you think, of your mum and dad, by the time you're probably probably younger than that, by the time you're probably like one or two, you've already started to sort out what mum and dad are like, what you can do, what you can't do, what you can get away with, what you'll never get away with, what the consequences are. Some things you're not allowed to do, but the consequences aren't that bad and sometimes that might be still worth the risk, right? Like you, and you, you get to know them very, very intimately. You know, <clears throat> like even as a one-year-old, and I remember our boys and, and probably we've all done it, like you... They're playing with a PowerPoint or something like that, you know, and you think, you know, the whole uh, uh, uh sort of thing, like when they're a real baby, a real little baby. And, and they still do it, of course, like that's what they do. So, you might know, you, you know, give them a little slap on the back of their hand or something like that, and, you know, don't do that. And then, and then, you see kids do it all the time. They'll, the first time they've touched it and you've told them not to, you give them a little smack or you tell them not to or what, take them away or whatever you might do. And then they do this. they're looking, what's mum going to do this time? What's dad, what sort of trouble am I going to get into? And, 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 it's, and you know, it depends on the, <clears throat> the, maybe how strong-willed the kid is or how clever the kid is, I don't know, whichever it might be, but you know, like some kids will just touch, smack, touch, smack. And, or, or You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, get to know what, you get to know what mum and dad think, and by, you know as you grow up, or you get into your you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. By the time you hit teenagers' years, you know what mum and dad are like. And you know, like, if I want this, I ask Dad, never ask Mum, or vice versa. Right? Or if I do this, I say this, I plant a little seed with Mum and she'll probably go away and talk to Dad, then i talk to Dad later. Or, you know, like, you, you play the little games and you know it and you laugh because it's so true. All right? You know, it's, it's the same here at school. Like, teachers, like, it's just the truth. Like, you know, if you want to get away with something, then you, you know, you go and ask someone. If you, if you see a teacher coming, um, you... I won't pick on any teachers, um, but you know, some, are more, some are more strict than others. And you know you're going to get an infringement if you do that with one teacher, whereas, yeah, you could probably talk your way out of it with another. So you, you know this. By spending time with people, by spending time with like, your parents or teachers or someone like that, you get to know who they are. You get to know what they're like. And you can get them to know, and you get to know, like, say, your parents, you can get to know them quite intimately, quite, quite well. You'll know exactly how they'll behave unless they've had a real bad day or something like that, which might happen from time to time. But you'll pretty much know exactly how they'll behave in a given situation. Same with God. Same with God. If we can get to know, if we can get to know who God is, if we can keep asking ourselves a question, when I read, when I, when I read this Bible, when I read this book, what is this telling me? What is this telling me about the character of God? What is this telling me about who He is? And when it comes to us, then trying to determine what we need to do and God is a part of our life, if that's the choice that we've made, maybe it's not a choice everyone's made right now and I respect that, that's cool, but if that's a choice that you've made, that I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to do the will of the Father. I want to be like God. And if you spend time in the book, quite often stuff comes pretty clear, pretty quickly, and it's Not that hard. If you start putting your life through the filter of of God and who He is, would God want that? Is that something God would be proud of? Is that something, can I I reach the objective that God is trying to reach? By doing this or by doing that? All of a sudden, it's, it's not quite as hard as it used to be. If you are, and it's got to come back to that, if you're willing to really give your whole life to God. If you're not, that's okay. For you, like I'm not not I don't want to judge any of that's good luck. <laughs> you know, like whatever, like if that's a choice, you choose A and B and C or whatever. And if God's decision's H, then if you don't want H then that's that's up to you. That's a call you have to make. But if you want to, if you really want to live a life, and I believe it's a life that's much more fulfilling. And I'll say that from my own experience. Because this was working for God, doing stuff for God was never, it was never on my top top of my list. It was never my A, B, or C. It was, it was, it was worse than H, let me tell you. But it's like, wow, look where God, like doing stuff for God is, is, His ways are higher. His thoughts, His ways are not our ways. And if you want to live that fulfilling life, then give that an option. So, we've given our life to God, let's say. We've moved along in this progression. We've get, we get to know who God is. We, we read the Bible and we begin to understand. And even if you've read the Bible a thousand times, like... Again, from experience, you sit down and you keep asking those questions. God, Holy Spirit just keeps revealing stuff to you.